0: Alright, more traffic in the background Anyways, welcome back Welcome to the podcast And, uh, just in my backyard Looking at our new badminton net Which I'm, I'm I'm proud of Yeah, yeah, there may eventually be a video where We set up a camera and show Yvonne and I playing badminton I imagine that would be on the Entertainment Guy channel, not the hockey channel And, uh It'd be kind of funny. Now, the trick is that with Yvonne, her depth perception isn't great. So, kind of could get one-sided. That being said, her competitiveness is off the charts. The nice thing with uh, with my wife and I now, um, and we've both been in relationships in the past where it, there's competitiveness, but it gets ugly, where it's like, I really want to beat this person. The competitiveness that Yvonne and I have is more of a we have fun, we try really hard, but at the end we can still shake hands and uh, say good job. Uh, We've done that with with air hockey. I think there's air hockey. I think there's an air hockey video on the Entertainment Guy channel actually, from when we went to Castle Fun Park. Um, And that was fun, you know, uh, because I always have a good time with that kind of thing with her. Now, one thing I don't have fun with sometimes is bias. Now, I get accused of it plenty of times. I've, I've been accused of it where the Bruins are concerned with them in the finals. Eh, I'm going to get accused of it more. I don't know that. I get it. I've talked about that on this podcast before, that my uh, fandom of the Boston Bruins will make me a target. And the better the Boston Bruins get, the more of a target I'm going to be. That's just reality. That's just how it works. But um, there are hits that take place during hockey games that I always see a bias in the comment section. Um, if let's just say uh, let's say it's the Habs and the Maple Leafs. So um, Chris Nylon goes out and, and smokes Bundle Clark in a game. You're gonna have Leaf fans saying, Oh, that was a that was a dirty hit, that was late, that was this, that was that. And you're generally going to have Habs fans saying, great hit, fantastic, love it. And there you go. Um, last night's game's no different. The the Tory Krug hit, I've seen a couple comments about how dirty it was. And it's weird because in the last series, we watched as the St. Louis Blues targeted players. Uh, don't... And, and, and it's playoff hockey. Like... I've had a reputation in the past for being soft when it comes to head hits, and I'm sorry, but if people think that I should be completely okay with brain injuries and, you know, lighten up about them, that's not going to happen. I'm not going to lighten up about brain injuries. That's never going to be a thing. But physical contact's part of the game, and now can those lead to other head injuries? Absolutely. Yes. Is there some hypocrisy in what I'm saying? Absolutely. Absolutely. But at the same time, you can at least lessen the risk to some extent, which is, I think, what the NHL will eventually have to do, and I think that's what the players will be demanding at some point as well. Um, that being said, the the NHL right now um, has, has really got a lot less hitting than what it did. The hitting in the 80s and the 90s was huge and I think that's made it so that we're a little more sensitive when those hits happen so again going back to the San Jose St. Louis series in that series we watched as Eric Carlson was targeted Joe Pavelski was targeted Um, Hurdle wasn't targeted I don't think but at the same time you might look and go hey he looks like a guy that maybe we could knock out of the game (laughs) guys get hit in hockey games for many reasons one of those reasons to knock him out of the game it's just that's the way it works. Um, now, I, I it, it it's one of those parts of the game that some people love. It's one of those parts of the game that some people don't. I I'm okay with it. Like I've seen guys get hit and knocked out of games and said, "Well, that sucks," but you know it is part of the game and. With Eric Carlson, when he gets knocked out of the game by the St. Louis Blues last week, I'm like, well, that's that's playoff hockey. That's the way it works. And Carlson has been worn down over the years. Um, I do believe he is more susceptible to injury than some other players on on the ice due to his injury history. And and again, you know, it it sucks to see him go out there and get hurt, but it happens now. Depending on uh, how reliable this is, Robert Thomas may or may not play tomorrow night for the St. Louis Blues. He, of course, got uh, run over by Tory Krug. Uh, that was that hit was just brutal. But the funny thing is that hit was brutal, but Krug was hot because David Perron and held him down on the ice and mugged him for a while, and the referees didn't call anything. If the referee calls a penalty on that play, Krug doesn't go crazy and go down the ice and almost decapitate, at least the way that it looked. It looked like he almost decapitated Thomas. It's not a high hit. It wasn't a late hit. It wasn't dirty. You can argue charging. And I believe I said that in the review last night. I know I said that to Yvonne. I said you could maybe argue a charge in that situation where you could say with the number of steps he took, which was, I think, 400 or 500. You might be able to argue charging. But it's playoff hockey. It's the most important series some of these guys are ever going to play. So you, you can expect more physicality. You can expect more brutality. Trevor Linden, famously, and I've mentioned it before, Stanley Cup Final 1994, he's playing with cracked ribs. He is taking painkillers during the series... He can be heard screaming in the hallway, in pain. So, you know, and, and I'm sure the Rangers knew he wasn't 100%. And they probably hit him a little bit harder knowing he's not 100%. It's part of the game. It's And, and I, I don't see how it'll ever not be part of the game. Um, but it, it's something I've noticed, and it feels like Here's the thing. So, it feels like it's more in in these playoffs, I should say, than in other years. But the the reality is, as the channel gets bigger and bigger, I just see more comments. So, what I may not have seen two or three years ago, when the channel was much smaller, I'm going to see now, and I'm going to see it in larger amounts, because there's a lot more subscribers, there's a lot more comments, there's a lot more said. I just, I see these comments, like... That hit, that was dirty. And having watched the game, I'm thinking, nah, not really. Guys, ah, a hit. Was he trying to injure the guy? Yeah, probably. That's why I find it funny when they try to argue intent to injure. I would state that there are a lot of hits in any given game where the guy throwing the hit doesn't mind if the guy taking the hit gets injured. Really doesn't bother him in the slightest. He would not be concerned if there was an injury that resulted from that. In fact, he might go back to the bench, and he might get patted on the back for it. Um, I know in the last series, going back to the Eric Carlson thing, if St. Louis Blues players weren't taking a run at Carlson when they had the chance, they might have been getting asked by teammates, hey, you had a chance to smoke uh, EK45 there, or 65 there, why didn't you do it? We've got to get him out of the game it's uh it, it it's harsh it's rough it's uh it's something that i can understand why fans get angry when your favorite player gets injured especially if you, you perceive he's getting injured by somebody who's a lesser player um it takes some of that skill out of the game but it's always been there it uh, so to some extent drove mario lemieux to a shorter career uh, and at some point, I'm going to do a video on that. On how Mario Lemieux, every time he was on the ice, he was the target. You want to stop the Pittsburgh Penguins? Well, go out there and stop Lemieux. You have a chance to throw a hit? Throw one on Lemieux. Why aren't you hitting Mario? You could be hitting Mario right now. It's been part of the game for, for as long as I've watched it. And and it is it is something that I, I get will upset people. But again, you know what I saw in last night's game, in game one, and, and I, I was was impressed. I've watched St. Louis use their physical side to intimidate and defeat the Jets, the Stars, and the Sharks. And in the Sharks' case, they just wore them right out. They started throwing the body against Boston. The game looked very similar to the first, or at least the last two series. I can't say the Winnipeg won as much. The Winnipeg-St. Louis series was just weird. But Boston takes all these hits early and then started dishing them out. And I think the turning point physically was Noel Achari skating at center ice. Bortuzzo goes to throw a massive hit, which in the last series would have been it went against a Hurdle or a Pavelski or somebody like that. And they would have gone flying or a Don would have gone flying. Achari didn't move. The hit. Backfired, and Bortuzzo went down. And just the look on Bortuzzo's face after that was amazing. Because he went to throw the hit, and he took the hit. And Boston played a good, strong physical game. And, you know, again, I get it. When your team throws a hit, you're all excited. When your team takes a hit, you feel bad because maybe the player who took the hit on the team you cheer for and you've watched all year... Maybe he doesn't get up very quickly. Maybe he seems to be a little bit groggy. Maybe he gets knocked out of the game. But as long as there's body checking, that's going to happen. And uh, so it's one of those things that as as long as body checking is allowed, one of the aspects of body checking that is absolutely in there, it's in the game, is you are trying to hurt the other guy. Yes, you want to separate him from the puck. Yes, you want to assert yourself, you want to get your fans into it, you want to get your teammates into it, but you want to hurt the other guy. The other other thing that's kind of uh, interesting to me, too, is that, you know, people will get mad about the hits, but some of these same people, not all, love the fighting. Fighting inherently is about trying to hurt the other guy. So... If, if you're pro fighting in hockey, but you think, well, those hits are, are ugly, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure how to address that. I was going to do a video on this, but I thought, you know what, Shannon, you've already done four. You're doing the preview for game two tonight. You've already inundated the hockey world with enough uh, crap for today. So just throw it on your podcast and those who actually follow the podcast will uh, tune in and listen to what you have to say. And there's that. (laughs) I just, uh, yeah, I I find it an interesting dynamic when I have a channel because I will watch any hockey game and I'll try my best to give as, as objective a review as possible, as objective an opinion as possible. And then I read the comments and it's like two fan bases see a completely different game. It's, it's completely different. What, what you see and what the opposing fans see is a completely different game. And maybe this is part of the reason why I don't click with people who are the you only have one team, you ride or die with one team fans. Because I've never been one of those screaming and yelling, waving a flag in the air, my team is the greatest. Like yesterday, before the game... A lot of Blues fans, like, we're going to kill Boston. Boston fans, we're going to kill St. Louis. All I kept thinking was, nobody's killing anybody in this. This series is going to be close. Um, These teams both fought, busted their asses to get here. So this is going to be a close series. But I've never been that fan that will chirp the other fan base. You know, I will chirp a friend. If I know a friend is cheering for a team that is against a team I cheer for. I might chirp them a couple of times. But it's just in a friendly manner. But the idea of your team's crap... Eh, you know, like the whole Boston thing. Yeah, I get it that the Red Sox have won championships and the Celtics have won championships. Boston's had one since 1970. And and that was 2011, and that was against the Canucks. And And Canuck fans will tell you that probably shouldn't count because... And the Canucks just don't play well in Stanley Cup Finals. So, there's that. But at the end of this series, if Boston wins it, the answer's going to be, well, St. Louis can't win a cup anyways, so this doesn't really count either. Huh. I, uh, the other thing that I've noticed, too, that I, I, I get a kick out of is that the narrative, of course, in the last round was, well, you know, uh, the NHL's trying to rig it so that San Jose wins in the Stanley Cup Final against the Bruins... Now that San Jose's out, now now the rigging is in favor of Boston winning the Stanley Cup for reasons I, I can't fathom. Um, if St. I'll put it this way. If St. Louis wins the Stanley Cup, St. Louis Blues come back, they win this Stanley Cup. They win four of the next six games, however many it takes. They beat the Bruins. The storyline coming out of that, a first championship for the St. Louis Blues is fantastic. The NHL can market that up and down. Uh, They can use this to talk about parity, true parity in the league, that a team that finished third in their division wins a championship. Gary Bettman will be right there, front and center, with a big grin on his face. Legitimately really happy that a brand new Stanley Cup champion has been, been awarded and that St. Louis has themselves a championship. If Boston wins, it's a lot less compelling. I can tell you as a YouTuber, Boston is kind of a heavy driver when it comes to view counts, but the Blues run to the final has been really strong for me as well. So this isn't just a, well, there's more money in Boston than in St. Louis thing, because I don't think that's the case. I know I've picked up a lot of Blues subscribers over the last few months. I know I've picked up some Bruins ones as well, but I would state that being known from the beginning that I was a Bruins fan, I probably had a pretty large following in the Boston uh, fan base as it was. Not, Probably not as bad as the, the Dallas ones are pretty sure I'm not actually a Dallas fan, although I'm wearing a Dallas jersey and it's warm out. So I, anyways, I threw that on for the video that I'm now doing a podcast for instead. I don't know. I, I guess we'll see what happens the rest of this series, but there's going to be a fan base that comes out of this playoff. Uh, this final saying everything was, was rigged against us, whether it's Boston or it's St. Louis, depends on who wins and who loses. Um, it's the, I, and, and the one thing I would close with is it's, it's always more fun to me when a team wins by a larger margin because then there's a lot less arguing about why that team won or coming out with controversial theories. Like today I did the, the Philly 1980 video where the Flyers, yeah, they they got hosed. They got hosed big time on arguably two overtime goals. And if you ask enough Flyers fans, they'll say there was a high stick goal too. So these arguments have been going on for at least four decades. Um, you go back to the Richard riots in Montreal. Montreal fans were pretty sure that Clarence Campbell had it out for them. Um, weren't very civil to Clarence Campbell in the, in the crowd uh, after that. Uh, incident And uh, Yeah Passionate hockey fans Part of the sport And it's something that uh, I enjoy dealing with It's uh, it's far Far better for me now Working as a YouTuber Than it was As anything I was Before I was a YouTuber And uh, I thank you guys For helping me get to this point But There you go Just my opinion on the whole Physicality thing And I, I think Honestly A lot of it just has to do with who's getting hit and by who. It's sort of like when people say, well, I don't care what happens as long as somebody tries to take Marshawn out for the rest of his career. Really? Okay, that's that's something that, you know, and I've, I've talked about players I don't like. I've never once said, I hope this guy gets hit and that's the end of his career. Never said it, never thought it. It's, uh, and again, it, it's a level of... Um, I don't even want to call it fandom. It's it's a level of uh, dislike I've never had. It's a level of of hate that I've never had. It's part of the reason why I don't talk about hating teams now, because people get the whole wrong impression with the whole hate thing. I can get aggravated and frustrated and annoyed, but yeah, I don't I don't really take it to that level. And the longer the channel's around, the the harder it is for me to really even dislike a whole team because I get to know all the stories I get to see as much as I can and uh, it it's a lot harder to hate it really is all right that being said I'm going to move along maybe I'll mow the front lawn I don't know one thing about having a house with a yard for the first time in decades is I'm really obsessed with how the lawn looks so I just noticed little patches that I mow it. Everything looks great. And then I come out the next day. I'm like, what the hell? Where'd that grass come from? What the hell's going on there? What's what's the deal with that? All right. I didn't expect that, but we got a good mower. So I'm the only one that's allowed to use it. Well, Yvonne could, but Charity cleans up after the rest of us as it is. So I don't really want to put that on it. That's not very nice. All right. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you for your, your patronage and your attention. And uh, I will do this again soon.